Chronicles of the Awakened is an ongoing story-based podcast and is a work of fiction by J.A. LaRock. You can find our podcast on Himalaya, iTunes, Spotify, and wherever else podcasts are found. Chapter 39 Vincent vs. Chase Instantly, Chase can see the information she has fed into Vincent is being utilized. Vincent takes an offensive stance, ready to challenge Chase's attack. Chase thinks back to the training she received from Mia. Mia's years of practice as a child and the horning of her skills after her death. As gifted and skilled as Mia is, it made it all the harder for Chase to process the information she gained from her. She knew the basics and even some of Mia's advanced techniques, but to use them in the heat of battle as a true sword fighter still escapes her to this day. Chase knows the same will be with Vincent. Regardless of his power and the information she has given him, he will not be able to stand up against an attack from a real enemy. Not yet. As Chase wills her arm to swing her sword, she decides to go with the most basic of attacks. Chase swings wide, choreographing exactly what she plans to do, a horizontal slash, more aimed at Vincent's sword than his chest. As Vincent watches Chase swing her sword towards him, a strange sensation envelops his entire body. He can sense Chase's attack, not only where her sword will land, but the amount of life energy she is using and the intent of her actions. He knows Chase is going extremely easy on him and that he is in no danger, and it angers him. Chase's blade clashes against his. The feeling Vincent felt when visualizing Lucia injects into his body. Effortlessly, Vince parries Chase's attack and steps forward grabbing Chase's hand and hilt with his free hand. Chase's eyes widen at a display of Vincent's ability. Not only did he know to parry the attack, but use his life energy to increase his speed to step forward and grab her hilt. Don't play with me, Vincent says coldly, his eyes piercing hers. You said this is a war, that people are dying. If I'm here to help stop that, I need to learn how to fight, to really fight. Chase's impressed wonder changes to a deep concern. She can feel Vincent's red life energy through his touch. It is different than before. She can feel the anger inside Vincent, but is not uncontrolled rage, but a growing, seething annoyance. More to that, a cold calmness she had only seen and felt before, from Lucia. Vincent's thoughts flash the display of power Chase showed against Lucia. He wants that ability and more. Everything he has been told since being retrieved has been condensed into one clear goal. Get better at any cost. He does not quite understand his anger at Chase, and yet it does not subside. His rationale is that only if he is taken seriously will he learn to control his power and improve his skills. Fine. With a whisper, Vincent swings with power and precision towards Chase's head. Chase senses Vincent is using all the power he is able to control. She pulls his hand away from Vincent and steps back, narrowly avoiding his blade. 
Vincent advances, slashing vertically towards Chase's chest. Their blades clash against each other, neither willing to back down. So you think you're ready? Chase says adamantly. Let me show you how wrong you are. Chase increases her life energy and pushes Vincent back, taking him off balance. In a flash of light, Chase disappears. Reappearing behind Vincent, she raises her sword to strike. Vincent plants his feet and swings his sword over his shoulder, blocking Chase's attack at the last moment. You were saying? Vincent says with a smirk. His arrogance comes from the growing control over his abilities. Vincent can feel Chase's attacks and can even sense what she is about to do moments before she does it. Slightly angered, Chase grips her hilt with her offhand and raises her sword above her head. With all her might, she swings downward knowing her strike could seriously injure Vincent. It was what he was waiting for, true intent to do harm. His eyes glow a bright white, then quickly flash red as he spins around and stops Chase's blade, grabbing it with his bare hand. That, that's not, Chase gasps. Vincent thrusts his sword forward. The tip of the blade reaches Chase's stomach as she disappears in a brilliant flash of light that illuminates the training room. Vincent is blinded only for a moment when he sees Chase standing several feet further back than before. It is at that moment Vincent realizes Chase's sword is gone. Chase aims the palm of her left hand at Vincent, with her right stabling her arm via the wrist. This is why they call me the gunslinger. Chase says as she opens a tear in the palm of her hand. A blast of white light fires out, striking Vincent in the chest. The blast knocks him backward, his back crashing to the floor. The damage is more emotional than physical as Vincent's calm is shattered by fear and haunting memories of Lucia's attack on him. Vincent's control of his sword is interrupted. His hand falls to the floor and his blade shatters to pieces. Chase stands over Vincent, pointing her blade at his throat. A boast on the tip of her tongue is swallowed as she sees him raise his hands over his face, cowering in fear. The cold control Vincent had only moments ago is long gone. Chase shatters her blade and returns her hilt to its holster. She bends over, giving her hand to Vincent. I'm not going to hurt you, Vincent, Chase says softly. I'm sorry. I get caught up in fighting, even when training. You changed there for a moment. You changed there for a moment. I could feel how confident you felt, how you really wanted to fight me. I know that may have come from your red energy, but I wanted to see what you could do. Vincent opens his eyes, not even realizing he had closed them. As he takes Chase's hand and is helped to his feet, his doubts return as he questions how he could lose the power and control he had so quickly. She... she changed me. Didn't she? Vincent asks. What do you mean? Vincent bends down and picks up his sword hilt, staring at the yin and yang symbol on the guard. You said you gave me knowledge when you touched me. And then I got some of your life energy, right? What about the life energy from Lucia? Could she have changed me? 
Do you think she could have done something to me? No, Chase responds with assurance. A blast of energy would not have the same effect as the contact you and I had. There are gaps in what we know about transferring information and even energy manipulation. But she would not be able to change you like that. No demonic has that power or ability. Even a clear answer to his question brings Vincent little comfort. He knows inside he has changed and there is a power inside him he cannot yet understand or control. I feel powerful. For a moment there, I felt so strong, Vincent begins. Then it was just gone. Was that even me or something else? You have to believe it was you, Vincent. Your power is great. And yes, there are things that we do not yet know. But you cannot continue to doubt yourself or you will never gain control. Remember what I said about balance. Sometimes you will get angry and that is okay. Just remember that you, at all costs, must regain control. Vincent nods with a renewed focus to push his doubt aside. Placing his hilt in his holster, Vincent looks at his hands thinking back on Chase firing her energy blast. Can you show me that? Show you what? How you shot energy from your hand. It was cool. Chase chuckles at Vincent's question. Sure, I can show you. Chase approaches the wall directly behind them. Placing her hand on what looks like a normal white wall causes it to ripple, revealing a control panel. Vincent watches as Chase taps against a series of strange symbols and then nods in agreement with something. This should be fine. As Chase speaks her words, the rippling effect that revealed the control panel occurs again this time across the entire room. The floor, walls, and ceilings change into a series of targets. They appear before Vincent in the distance. As the ripple effect stops, Chase approaches Vincent and points towards one of the targets. All right, Vincent, watch this, Chase says, quickly pointing the palm of her right hand towards the target. A quick, thin blast of white energy flies from the center of her palm, hitting the target dead center. Chase quickly points her palm at Vincent, startling him. He sees her palm is fully restored, with no sign there had been any change. Listen, Vincent. Control is important, not only because of red life energy, but that we fight using our own life force. These blasts are part of me. They are... Well, they are coated with everything I am. Think of it like DNA. Chase pauses and smacks the palm of her hand on her forehead. That's right. You're only 10. I keep forgetting. Your energy signature. Vincent answers to Chase's surprise. Yeah, yeah, that's right. We absorb energy from just being here. But it takes time to convert from the blue life energy found all around us to the white energy that is us. So in the meantime, we can become weak, and as I already explained, if we lose too much of our life energy, 
we cannot keep our bodies together, and then it's, well, it's, it's goodbye. Chase raises her palm once again to a closer target. This time she fires a large blast of energy that nearly destroys the entire target. You see, the more life energy you have by default, the longer you can fight. But that does not necessarily mean you are stronger. This is where focus and control comes in. My first blast of energy was thin and fast, good for shooting something far away, but it may not do as much damage depending on a series of factors. The second blast was more powerful. It was larger, but less accurate. You would think firing energy would be simple, but it isn't. Just as you have to concentrate to form your sword, you need to know how wide of a hole to open in your palm and how much energy to fire from it. Vincent looks down at his hands, wondering what kind of power he will be able to unleash. Chase has made it clear that control is paramount, which is something Vincent is in short supply of. Looking at the target in the distance, Vincent turns towards it and holds out his palm. Show me how, Vincent says trying his best to focus. Chase approaches Vincent and holds his arm steadying his aim. She closes her eyes, paying special attention to the energy within his body. She hopes to help him regulate his life energy and allow him to fire an energy blast without hurting himself. In theory, it is simple, Chase says. You visualize what you want to do. My gunslinger title came from me thinking about shooting a gun whenever I fired energy. The thin shot that you saw? I call that my sniper rifle because I can fire long distances with accuracy. The short range larger one you saw, I call that the shotgun. Either way, I pretend I'm shooting a gun to take care to consider my ammo, recoil, and target. This helps me use the right amount of energy for the right situation. In the heat of battle, the goal of firing an energy blast may not be to destroy your enemy. It could be used for distraction and other things we can go into later. Vincent focuses on the target. He tries to clear his mind. His thoughts return to Lucia firing her blast of energy at him. He remembers how helpless he felt as the energy flew at him, with him unable to avoid it. Vincent wishes he could fire back with all his power before she even had the chance. Vincent? Chase whispers, feeling Vincent's life energy becoming unstable. She is taken back by the power level she can feel within him. Vincent is locked into his memory, wanting nothing more than to strike back at Lucia. Chase can feel the anger building up inside him. Vincent, it's okay. Calm down. Chase's words go unheard. Chase's words go unheard. Her eyes flash wide open at the well of energy building up inside Vincent's arm. Before she can stabilize it, a powerful blast of energy fires out from Vincent's palm, knocking both of them backwards. The blast of energy obliterates the target and hits the wall. Chase gasps as the entire room ripples and changes back to the default white room. Chase stands and helps Vincent to his feet. She checks his palm, seeing neither damage nor any unstable energy within him. She stares ahead at the wall scorched by Vincent's blast. Well, that's a first. Chase says, flashing Vincent a smirk. Vincent, listen. You don't want to use anger as a means to- Chase, you have a mission. 
Gabriel's voice echoes all around them. We were able to pinpoint the soul you were tracking. However, it will require a teleport to reach it. Understood, Gabriel. I will head to R&D right now. Can you send someone to watch Vincent? That won't be necessary, Gabriel responds. He will be going with you. Chase stares at Vincent, who glares back at her, puzzled by Gabriel's words. There's no way he's ready for a mission, Chase replies adamantly. He'll get himself killed. This wasn't a request. It is an order. Both of you, report to Jonathan. Now. Chase stares blankly at Vincent and shakes her head. This is insane. What is he thinking? Vincent reaches out and grabs Chase's hand. His thoughts on nothing but helping Chase achieve her goals. I won't let you down. I promise. Chase struggles out a smile. She knows Vincent has no business leaving the campus and that his re-emergence in the negative mirror could attract demonic activity and perhaps even Lucia herself. She knows Gabriel has made questionable calls in the past, but never one that could put an untrained soul in danger. You stick to me like glue, Chase says, squeezing Vincent's hand and looking him straight in the eye. If there is ever a time to be in control, it's now. Let's go. As they walk towards the elevator, Chase looks at Vincent, wondering about his thoughts as a strange feeling comes over her, one she never felt before as if Vincent were already lost, and yet again, it was all her fault. Next time, Chapter 40